Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your hosts, Matt Strong and Allie Terry. Oh my god, I'm in such a good mood right I know, now. I feel like besides the fact that the air in this area where we're recording is full of cigarette smoke, I yeah. feel like the air is a little more clear in general. Look, I mean, I've just kind of gotten used to this space that we record in. We came in this morning and there was just a bunch of white claws like sitting on the table. I, this room yeah. is a fucking meme. Like, <laughs> as soon as I walked in the door, I was just hit by this wave of smoke and I was like, how is this possible? Nobody's been in here at least since two in the morning, three in the morning, maybe yeah. four in the morning. Maybe they went to bed at four. Jewel has definitely, or vaping in general, has definitely made like cigarettes fine again i feel like have did you see that guy went viral on twitter he his lung collapsed after jeweling it's a high school kid he was jeweling for a year and a half his lung collapsed they went in to go look at his lung and it's literally it ha- has damage from the jeweling like it has all these black marks all over it it had a blood clot they had to do emergency surgery he had like a tube in his chest and it was all because of jeweling he's like a high school kid wow i mean when are we just gonna stop like acting like human body isn't inferior to mechanical device instead of just being like oh you know all these flavors are geared towards children and the tobacco industry is bad why don't we start focusing on the real problem which is that human body can't keep up with the times like we need to go bionic let's start genetically modifying ourselves so that we can keep vaping (laughs) i love these listener stories because i just feel like we have no direction we can do whatever we want But yeah, at the same time we walked in, Alyssa has printed off emails from our account that we're going to read today. So So this is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure at any moment she's just going to derail this entire (laughs) conversation and be like, all right, let's start over. Welcome to episode 15 and a half. If you're keeping up, every half episode is listener stories, listener haunted tales. So even numbers are Natalia's stories, odd numbers are Alyssa's stories, half episodes our listener stories do you what? understand i cannot believe that is that really true yeah that's really true all the evens are mine and yeah all the why do you get to be the odd numbers because i started because remember i, I was number one because i had the first story i had the Love pass <gasps> episode ready i don't want to be even numbers well it's too late now damn it unless we get a third person in the rotation and then Every once in a while, you'll be an even number. Well, one of our donors said that they donated for us to go to Area 51 because they want an alien co-host, which I thought was very inclusive and starts the conversation about how alien rights are a real thing. We're always talking about, oh, what happened to the aliens that crashed here? What ha- Well, what about getting these aliens that crashed here some justice? Yeah, they deserve the right to vote. Right. Yeah. We're like, oh, are you trying to go back to star 187 TC? Too bad. Who do you want to win the election? (laughs) Too bad we've confiscated your alien technology and now you're stuck in our shitty world. Right. Where there's global warming and... We're just at constant war. Yeah, exactly. Over like fossil fuels from dinosaurs that may or may not exist depending on the conspiracies. (laughs) If you're a hardcore Christian, you think that the dinosaurs were put here as a ruse. Well, okay. So I was at dinner the other day with some old friends and we were talking about conspiracy theories. So I was, you know, going for the main ones like, oh, Scientology and like MK Ultra, and just talking about them. And then one of the people I was at dinner with goes, we were talking about Flat Earth also. And he was like, well, something that I don't understand is the dinosaurs. I got excited. I was like, oh, is there a conspiracy theory about dinosaurs? Like, right. this is so awesome. Yes, tell me. And they're like, well, I just don't think it's real. 
And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What do you mean you don't think it's real? And they're like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem real. And I'm like, hold on. So what do you think like all of these bones that people find are? And then he's just like, I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is I don't know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, every conspiracy is covering up something. So like, why would people go through all of this trouble to make bones and have all these findings and things like that? Like, are you a Christian? Like, is this part of like creationism? Like, I'm just really interested because I've never spoken with somebody who's expressed this to me so it's interesting to me right yeah i want to find out what it is and he was like no i just it seems weird (laughs) and then like i kept trying to circle back to it everyone kept moving the conversation in different directions (laughs) like oh so what are you guys ordering stuff and i'm like no this person doesn't believe in dinosaurs just because they don't and like like we have to discuss this right now There's no reason. So did you ever it. get to the bottom of it? I, I like rephrased the question in so many different ways. And I was like, look, man, I just want to know, like, I love conspiracy theories. So I just want to know, is there a website? Right. Like, I'm not making to- fun of you. Yeah. I'm not doubting you. I just want to, I want to hear your explanation. Yes. Like, I, like, please convince me that the dinosaurs are a conspiracy. Nothing would make me happier. Yeah. Right? yeah. And he was just like, look, I haven't looked that much into it. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know that much. All I'm saying is it seems weird, right? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And now I'm just like in this mind fuck. And it was the same day that this like college student uncovered this triceratops head that was in the news everywhere. Did you hear about no, that? No, I didn't hear about that. There was a college student that uncovered this triceratops head and he's like smiling next to this like 65 million year old giant triceratops head that they uncovered and then i was like now i'm suspicious because i'm just suspicious now because it never even (laughs) entered my mind like i've i've heard like the creationism or creationist theories yeah yeah, yeah. the dinosaurs are actually not as old as we think i think I, i we really should do an episode on this um because actually i think it would be really interesting but i think their theory is that god put the bones in the earth to throw us off to test our faith what the fuck that is so cool yes that makes god a hundred times fucking cooler <laughs> what was it what the yeah fuck? I'm, i mean maybe i'm making that up but i'm pretty sure someone has told me that before there's no way that person was wrong I'm, yeah here's i think what it is is that they believe that the earth isn't as old so if you go into the bible or something and like do some math and decode how old everything is based off of like genesis and based off of like some quotes from the bible apparently the world can't be or earth can't be 65 million years old oh, okay so they think that the dinosaur bones aren't actually as old as they are i haven't looked into it that much i don't know but that's what it is however what you're telling me that god just threw bones everywhere to be like hey figure this shit out like that is a chaotic god that i am down for okay so i'm getting fucking (laughs) baptized today (laughs) real i googled it um and okay it says here satan put the dinosaur bones in the earth to confuse us or alternate theory our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ put dinosaur bones in the earth to test us. So those okay, are two well, theories. I don't understand. Why would Jesus test us? Shouldn't it be God that's testing us? Well, Jesus and God are the same person. But Jesus came after God. Jesus is, is God. God created Jesus from himself so that he could be mortal and put him on earth. I just don't like, see, to me, I don't understand why God has all this power, right? He can literally do right. whatever he wants. Like, whatever he wants. So, like, why... 
Why doesn't he just make dinosaur bones appear and let Jesus be doing his sermons and all his stuff everywhere? I think that's what the theory is, though, right? He planted dino bones in the deep layers of the earth to confuse the humans and test their faith. Okay, so... Or Satan put the bones there to confuse and test our faith. But where... Tell me where in the Bible does it talk about Jesus going to Antarctica? Because there's been dinosaurs (laughs) found there. I don't know. Look, we should do a whole episode on this because this sounds this is fantastic. Too, this is too many layers. You know, I think I understood. I thought I understood Christianity, but I guess I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have no idea what the fuck's going I on. I guess I don't know what religion I was raised in. Well, I guess cr- most Christians don't know either. That's why there's like a thousand different sects. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. That's very true. Well, all I know is that dinosaurs are were ghosts. They're <laughs> dinosaur ghosts. If we've learned anything from yes. Alien Con, we I don't think we mentioned it in the vlog actually, but at Alien Con when we were at that crazy Briefly. screaming guy, that crazy crazy screaming guy was like yeah we've you know i channel ghosts all the time and sometimes they're human ghosts sometimes sometimes, they're animals sometimes they're horses from the civil war or from gettysburg and sometimes they're dinosaur ghosts so which leads me to my next question if if him channeling a female ghost is him crying like a baby like a woman then is him channeling a t-rex like And then, yeah, like, and how could he even communicate to his sister what the T-Rex needed? Because the T-Rex can't speak English. So the T-Rex enters his body and is just like, and then his, and then his sister's just like, oh yes, clearly the T-Rex is angry. He just attacks his sister. Yeah, yeah, it starts mauling her. Yeah, like if he channeled a raptor, he just like jumps on the desk and just starts ruining everything. He just shits on his desk. Yeah. Yeah. He just starts like okay, humping the Okay, I wall. would pay money to see that. Side note, why in Jurassic Park is there never dinosaur sex scenes? You're right. It's very discriminatory. Yeah. Also, there's no dinosaur genitalia in Jurassic Park. Think about it. The T-Rex is just smooth down there. Mm. That can't be accurate. <laughs> If you guys haven't noticed, when we have no direction, uh, we're speaking before we uh, like even have a complete thought yet. Actually, you know why? Okay, because dinosaurs supposedly had feathers, not scales. Right. They were closer to birds than reptiles. Yes. So if you think of a duck, their penis is hidden in the feathers <laughs> and then pops out in a spiral. Wait, why do you know so much about duck penises? Because did you know that every time a duck has sex, it's rape? Because duck vaginas spiral in the opposite direction of duck penises why would nature do that i is this god again i don't being know like just chaos theory like yeah. multiple choice um which <laughs> animal do you want to just make fucked up yeah like, ducks ducks yes yeah yeah well so if we've learned anything here today in this intro it's that god is testing us you know, our god is a chaotic god, god he reigns with fire, fire and, and brimstone <laughs> we only believe in the new testament god he's angry he made ducks well so if we're go- if we're circling back now to a point oh okay this is the personal hauntings episode where we will read your listener hauntings and we usually like to begin with some personal hauntings so natalia do you have any personal hauntings this episode okay so last episode i sounded like a real bitch i was like sad and like being but like not like the cool sad where you're you're just like goth i was just like actually sad now i feel so good and i think i owe it all to this little green stone i have tell me about it yeah so i have this little green stone okay Mm -hmm. it's magic i don't know how else to explain it besides it's just like pure magic 
when the green stone is anywhere, good things happen. Remember we took it to the Dodgers game yes. and we were winning? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. won. And then I took it to another Dodger game and we won. Right. And then like, I mean, why not? You know, if everything is bad, why not? Right. So I did this like little ritual with this green stone for a while about getting more money. And I like read this little poem out, to, out loud with like some candles and stuff. And it was something like, um, I open the door to wealth without end. The money I need, the universe will send. Uh, my bills will be paid clients overflow my something something my wealth will grow all my blocks be they of uh my uh, spirit or mind no longer hinder no longer bind helping all and harming none is how it will be i welcome this three by three by three or something like that right 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 so for listeners that don't know natalia is a pilates instructor (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's what she says what she means when she says clients overflow yeah and ever since i did it this is so fucking weird in the past month um, the studio that I worked at got sold to new other two new people who bought it. They started giving me way more clients. I got a 33.3% uh, raise. And then on top of that. Three I by s- three by three. <gasps> 33.3% raise. Three by three by three. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. I just connected this. I thought you planned that. No, I didn't. I just thought of it. Damn. What the fuck? And then on top of that, I started Airbnb my place because I'm saving money so that I can eventually get my own uh, Pilates equipment and open my own little studio. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. Everything's been good. Well, I'm glad. So it's haunted in the good way. This is a good haunting this week. Right. Well, because look, you're doing spells and the spells are coming true, meaning the spirits are favoring you. I'm just excited about it because, okay, so there was this one thing that's kind of haunted. The first person that booked my Airbnb, because when you open up your place for Airbnb, the first three um, people that book it get 25 or get 20% off. So it's like an incentive for someone to want to stay at a place that has no reviews or no ratings. Oh, got it. Hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So the first guy that stayed there, his name, um, I'm not going to say his name, actually. Hold just on. make up a name. Okay. The first guy that stayed there, let's Theophilus. say- his name is Theophilus. <laughs> Theophilus is like um, staying there for two nights at the 20% discounted rate. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I have someone staying here. Yay. I like cleaned the shit out of my whole house. I have a huge Siberian Husky. So it took a lot of work to literally move all of my stuff out and get all of the hair out of everything. It was like, a, I, it was moving. I had to move out. It's hard, right? Right. And then this guy goes in there. And from the moment that I meet him, he looks like, if I'm going to judge a book by its cover, he looks like he sleeps outside 90% of the time. Like all of his luggage were like a hippie. No. Oh, like a homeless, like a homeless. Oh yeah. Like he, all of his bags were, where is the line between homeless and hippie? Right. Right. This guy reeks of weed. He goes into my house and he, all of his luggage is in like plastic bags. And he's like, Oh my in his bio, it said he was coming there because he was working. And I was like, oh, okay, like normal, like someone needs a place to stay. They're from San Francisco and they're working. And then when he gets here, he's like, oh, I've been moving all day. It's been so crazy. Da, da, da. And then I'm like, okay. And then it turns into like, oh, yeah, me and my girlfriend just broke up. Now oh. I don't have a place to live. Like, are can I like rent this place for you for the whole month? And I'm like, well, I have people coming after you. So right. I can't. But like maybe after they leave. And I just got like really weird vibes from him and through his reviews or whatever and looking at him and the last review that he had was like 
Oh, Theophilus was a super polite, nice guest who didn't leave the property for the entire three days of his stay, except for one instance when he was taken out on a stretcher for having a drug overdose. What? And we had to spend our own money uh, from the paramedics. His unregistered female guest called the paramedics and had him like taken out on a stretcher where he went to the hospital. We had to spend our own money to have blood cleaned up out of the floor. What? The carpets removed from chain smoking. Cigarettes were everywhere. And the balconies have tons of like rings and like cigarette ash all over them. And he was only there for three days. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. This guy is like literally in my house. Holy shit. Yeah. And then after, so after he leaves, I go to my house and it's, I mean, what you would expect. There's like little weed nuggets everywhere all over the ground. Like he must have been moving drugs or something because someone who's smoking recreationally doesn't just like leave weed nuggets all over the ground. Exactly. And like he didn't seem like a rich dude. Otherwise, why would all of this stuff be in like plastic bags? Like I think he's like probably packing some sort of i don't know he's doing something fucking weird he moved all of my furniture weird places there was like a weird brown sticky liquid over everything he had like yeah he had tons of um food like he ate on everything it seemed like maybe even more than one person was there because the trash was so full the toilet was disgusting like i don't know how somebody like in the course of two days makes a toilet this gross the sink was totally clogged he must have like shaved or something i don't know Everything was really fucked up, and I was like pissed. Theophilus, about it. get your life together. And he left a bag of cigarettes there, like unopened Parliament cigarettes, like a bag with um, a bunch of unopened Red Bulls and cigarettes and stuff. So I don't know. It just seemed like maybe there was more than people there. And he fucking drank and ate every single thing that was in my fridge. Like I took what. Off- I took out some stuff. Yeah, he definitely had people over. There's no way. But the weird thing is, is that this was what I left in my fridge. Um, Like an old bottle of Sauvignon Blanc that was half drank. That sounds reminiscent of everywhere we've ever recorded this podcast. Yeah. Um, An expired like mixer, like lemonade thing that I would like sometimes mix with shots like in the beginning of the summer. Um, Some old ginger beer, like basically just like mixers and like old alcohol that I didn't want. And I was like, well, if I leave this here, maybe it looks like mm, I'm nice or something. And then he went through my cabinets and ate all of my ramen, too. And I'm just like, fuck, that was really annoying. And oh, he moved the bed like he literally like moved the mattress to another side. Why? What is the purpose? That's why I think that he was like doing something weird there because he moved all of the furniture out of the way, which makes me think that he, they brought in other stuff or something. Oh. I don't know. And then one night, because I'm only staying two places over because the only reason that the Airbnb is profitable for me is because I'm staying at my neighbors right now who are gone for the month. Because if I were to Airbnb my place out and then have to pay to go somewhere else, rent in LA is so expensive that I wouldn't be making any profit right. on this, yeah. right? So I'm like two houses over over and one night around three o'clock in the morning i hear someone outside yelling and it's fucking theophilus and i like have to know what he's yelling about because now i know he's a drug addict that had an overdose so i'm like what the fuck is happening yeah so i like barely crack my door open in the dark and i'm listening in and archer is listening too and he's like what the fuck is going on archer's like get out of my house theophilus he's chain smoking cigarettes and he's like if she wants to fuck other people then fine that's fucking whatever dude 
And I'm like, is he talking to somebody or is he on the phone right now? Right. And he's just like, yeah, man, like, here's what happened. And then I'm like, oh, he's going to tell me what happened. Like, this is so perfect. This is amazing. And then his voice is like, here's what happened. All right. So there's him. And I'm like, where's that? He just got really quiet. I'm like, what the fuck? I want to know what happened. I don't think he was talking to anyone. I think that he was having a conversation with the man in his head, his conscious. <sighs> well, I just am never going to know what happened. That's the thing that makes me the most mad about it. Because look, I yeah. spent so much time cleaning whatever. I had to like clean the toilet. I had to get the fucking weird brown sticky liquid off of everything. I had to throw away like random towel and random shit. Right. That get left the in weed smell out of your house. Get the weed smell out of my house. Like live with the fact that there's probably like cum and like blood on Ugh. everything now <laughs> that I like just can't see for yeah. some reason. And I'm just like in a paranoid state for the rest of my life. But what I'm most upset about is that I'm not going to know what happened. You should have just asked him. You should have just like left your neighbor's house and been like, hey, Theophilus, couldn't help it over here. Well, I'm afraid of the Theophilus. Yeah. So I told Airbnb, I was like, hey, look, this is my first person that stayed here. I had to clean this much. I had to do all this shit. Uh, and on top of that, he has a review that says they were t he was taken out by the paramedics and the police came because there was a drug overdose. Like, you guys have to do something about this. This person is not safe. Like, right. You have to do Stop something. Stop letting him rent people's places. He's right. fucking up. Yeah. And they were like, well, um, did you leave a bad review about him? And I'm like, no, because he can see the reviews that I left. And right. now he knows where I live. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fuck with this person. Are you kidding me? Like, I just told you who he is. He's a person that came and left weird drug paraphernalia basically all over my house and has a And history. rearranged all my furniture and ate all my food and yeah. was screaming at three in the morning. Yeah. And is just a fucking weirdo. And then the Airbnb guy goes, hey, look, I'm just going to tell you freaking out never helps. What? Yeah. And then he's like, well, you can ask your guest to um refund you a portion of the stay you can go in the app and ask them oh i had to do all this extra cleaning like request 50 dollars from them and i'm like what do you not understand like this is a person who doesn't abide by the rules he knows where i live and do you think somebody who is screaming on a porch about how some girl fucked him over at three o'clock in the morning like gives a shit about any no. of this mm -mm. no Honestly, heartbroken people are the most dangerous. I know. I speak from experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. So I do have sympathy for him. I'm like, maybe he's just going through a real rough time because he's going through a horrible breakup. And I don't know. I like looked into where what his drug use thing because I was like, what the fuck? He was staying at a really nice place in Beverly Hills. And I don't know the long and the short of it, but... I don't know. Let's let's just maybe assume that Theophilus is a Harvard graduate, right? Sure. And yeah. he was engaged to a beautiful Sports Illustrated model who also has a master's in science and <laughs> is, you know, working for UNICEF. Yes. Okay. And then they broke up and he's heartbroken about it. But he's not going to let that stop him. So he has a charity auction at this Beverly <laughs> Hills mansion with all of his friends. And he's trying to network with L.A.'s most elite. So he partakes in some cocaine. And you know what? His body is so unused to any foreign chemicals going into his body that he immediately overdoses. Theophilus has been on a raw vegan diet since age three. 
Yeah, and his unregistered female guest was actually a famous politician. Right, that can't be associated associated. with a drug overdose. Yeah, exactly. So she remained unnamed and they called the paramedics and they were so concerned about the whole thing that they reached out to Airbnb and said, we're so sorry about this and told their and their guest what happened. And that's probably what happened. Okay. So I'm trying not to freak out about it because the Airbnb dude told me that freaking out never helps. I hate that Airbnb dude. Yeah. And so then at the end of the phone call, he was like, well, is there anything else I can do for you? You're like, well, you haven't done anything for me yet. So and I was like, you know what? I guess this is just a lesson I need to learn. Thank you. And it was silent for a moment because he was just like, oh, I fucked up. Like, you can tell (laughs) when a woman is, like, angry, right? Right. And he was like, okay, well, um, if you need anything else, like, you can message me or call this number back. He was just thinking, like, how do I not make this girl go to my superiors and quote me as saying freaking out never helps anything? Well, now it's been immortalized on a podcast. What was his name? Do you remember his name? Tristan. Tristan, you are now haunted. Tristan and Theophilus link up and um, do do your charity event elsewhere. Hopefully it doesn't involve an overdose this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a haunted story if I've ever heard one. Mm. On my behalf, I don't have anything quite as interesting. However, I did just have a bachelorette party. Yeah, I went to it and yes. that was very fun and very haunted. It was very haunted. Um, I got way too lit on <laughs> Friday night. So then I couldn't go hard on Saturday. I don't think you're doing a very good job of No, of maybe you should try this. to you should try to paint it. Okay. And then you can weigh in. Okay. All I have to do is just get you triggered over yeah, something. That's so right. I'm gonna start telling the story and okay. then you just start screaming when you remember a detail that makes okay. you angry. <laughs> So we're driving up to Palm Springs because that's where Alyssa's bachelorette is going to be. And Alyssa's wedding is not taking place until May, but she already planned this bachelorette and everyone already RSVP'd to it. And we have 18 girls that are going to show up to this. Right. So it's like instead of being like, hey, let's rearrange all of this. It's like, well, let's just go and celebrate because Alyssa's birthday was also that weekend, too. So it was going to be fun. And I, and I was looking forward to it. I'll never turn down an opportunity to party. Yeah, right? same. So... Palm Springs, if you don't know this, is a desert town in the middle of nowhere where there's it's like literally an oasis. I think it was made in the 50s for like Hollywood starlets to like escape the city. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And it's like 115 degrees there in the summer. Okay, I just remembered my favorite haunted moment of the trip. Was it when Tyra ran out naked? <laughs> no, but oh. that was also a good one. Um, it was when Kelly, I don't know if Kelly listens to the podcast or not. If so, hi, Kelly. Um, it was when Kelly had to pee and it was like two in the oh, morning yes. and she couldn't fig- She couldn't find the room that we were all staying in. Like she couldn't find her room. She couldn't, there were like, we had like four rooms. She couldn't find any of them. And so she just ran into a random unlocked room, mm-hmm. went pee, realized that there were a bunch of men asleep on the ground. Therefore, <laughs> it was none of our rooms while she's in the middle of peeing yes while she's in the middle of peeing and she has the door wide open too so she can like see all of these guys <laughs> while she's peeing and then she's like she's she said that in her like drunk stupor she was like okay i probably shouldn't flush the toilet because then they're gonna wake up but it's rude if i don't flush the toilet so she flushes the toilet and proceeds to wash her hands like she's taking her fucking time and a guy wakes up obviously and he's like who the fuck are you? What are you doing in our room? He says, we're going to kill you. He's like, we're going <laughs> to. Yes. He literally told like, this is what kind of place we're staying in. It's a man telling a woman he's going to murder her. He's like, we're going to fucking kill you. And she just goes, shh. 
(laughs) and then runs out like she shushes him while she's drunk like her eyes are half open she's like wobbling around she's like and then just runs back out yeah so what we soon realized after checking into the saguaro and getting lit in palm springs is that palm springs um okay let me just say this. The club that we went to while we were there. Someone, someone died. got shot. When I briefly went outside um, to try to get fresh air, there were two men like sitting on the ground, like in handcuffs being taken away by the police. Yeah. Some meth head. That's the other thing about Palm Springs is that everyone there, like, you know, you go to Hawaii and there's the joke like, oh, Hawaii time. Like they just do things a little more slowly. When you're in Palm Springs, it's meth head time. Yeah. Like you don't know what you're going to get. You can request something and it may or may not happen. Yeah. Like we went and did an escape room and the entire Oh my escape. fucking God. Okay, guys, I forgot about this because I feel like I just <laughs> tried to remove it from my mind. So we went to an escape room and as soon as they opened the door, they everyone walks in and like walks through these doors and goes into this back room and is looking around. They're like, cool, the escape room. And then the person's like, oh, actually, you were not supposed to see that. <laughs> Can everyone walk out? Um, Pretend like you didn't see that. You're not supposed to like know that that back room is back there like no one had cleaned up so all of the clues were out i've never been to an escape room me neither that's why i wanted to do it i was like this is the perfect opportunity so all of the clues were out like the whole thing had been solved we saw like what needed to be done and then the person's just like okay um go back outside i'm so sorry this isn't my job um (laughs) like immediately (laughs) and then the power went out remember we were in and then we were in the middle of doing the game and then their power went out so their wi-fi was down so none of the clues worked because if I don't know maybe you guys have never been to an escape room either this was my first one but a a lot of the clues are like hooked up to the internet so like you insert something into the proper place and then now a door will open or you push these buttons that are lit up until in a certain combination and now a locker locker opens yes exactly so if the power goes out all of those trap doors just open so then you can see all the clues or you can grab the clues and you're not sure like oh did did someone just put the right combination in and that's why all these doors opened yeah. oh no the power just went right. out so then i was kind of drunk and i just gave up at a certain point and i was just sitting on a barrel just like I and then the up. guy came in and he was like ma'am ma'am get off the barrel and then i was thinking to myself at what age like at what point in my life did i change from being a miss to a ma'am because that is depressing he's like ma'am get off the barrel i'm like how old do you think i am why can't you say miss could you please get off the barrel i'm young maybe because it's your bachelorette so he thinks i'm a ma'am now well, you can't be a miss anymore you're but a i'm miss. still a miss i'm not married yet you're a Mariss. But maybe I'm going to be a Miz. I fucking hate that Mariss shit. Like, tell me why that makes sense. Where is there an the R Mariss? The Mariss. <laughs> yeah. It's Misters. Yeah, it's right? Misters. Yeah. Mr. M- Misters property. Which is fucking fucked up. I don't yeah. like that. So anyway, like we said, this is episode 15 and a half where we read your listener stories so I'm going to start here. Your listener stories, you listening right now, have the opportunity yes. to be on this show. If you email, let's, let's get, get haunted pod at gmail.com. And we have, Natalia, we have like 50 emails. And obviously, we can't get through 50 in one episode. Also, so- also this is free. You can freely get on the show for free. <laughs> Just email let's get haunted pod at gmail.com with okay. your spooky listener stories, and we will read them at some point, unless it's like 
not a good story, then I guess we wouldn't read it. But well, I've read some that weren't very good. <laughs> Cutting not, that out. It might not get on the show, but Cutting we'll read it. That. We'll read it. That's true. Okay. Um, so, subject. So, I think I'm kind of haunted. Oh. So, my name's Jamie. I know what my email says. It's a shared account and it sucks. <laughs> oh, so maybe it's a boy because the email account has the word girl in it. Still going to go gender neutral. <laughs> Can't go wrong. I listened to your listener stories episode last night and it persuaded me to tell you about my own personal hauntings. I'm not sure if any of them are substantial enough to warrant one story per email. So here are a few vignettes of my cursed life. Perfect. We're all cursed in yeah. this room. So when I turned about 14, I was drawn to witchy and pagan religions. To this day, I am a witch and a pagan. But it started at the end of my checkmate Christians phase. <laughs> I started slowly down this road. I learned what stones held, which kinds of energies, and started working with energies around me. I started with a deck of tarot cards and learned to read them, and then learned how to use a pendulum form of divination. The easiest way to do this is to tie a string to a moderately heavy item like a rock or a weighty ring, and tying the other end of the string to a fixed item that cannot move, but will allow the pendulum to swing. Anyway, you can... Only ask yes or no questions, and using this method, I wanted to find out if I was actually being followed by a ghost. I had no reason to really believe that I was. It was just curiosity. I must make it clear that through no means was I touching the pendant, the string, or the fixed object. I asked some simple questions with obvious answers. Is my name Jamie? Is the sun up? Am I kneeling? Am I standing? It's like calibrating the pendulum to understand what means yes and what means no. As I ask the questions, the pendulum swings left to right or back and forth in front of me. This has always been amazing to me. As soon as the calibration questions were over, I asked if there was a spirit around me. The pendulum paused, then swung in the direction indicating yes. I asked if the spirit was newly attached to me, and the pendulum swung to indicate no. I asked a few more questions, asking if the spirit name started with a certain letter, and if the spirit was new or not. The spirit said no to dying recently, and that their name started with a J. I asked about the spirit's gender and got a new response saying that the gender was and still is a man. This was amazing to me and I was absolutely blown away that I had gotten any answers at all. I was so proud of myself I decided to tell my mom about it and maybe show her some of the things I'd done. When I told her she started to seem sort of guarded and I thought I'd done something wrong. When I asked her what was up she told me that she told me to ask the spirit if he was related to her and told me what I'd done was very cool and that I inherited the same kind of genes that her sister did, which is another story unto itself. The next time I talked to my spirit, I asked him if he was related to my mom. He said yes. I asked him if he were different relatives of hers, grandfather, uncle, cousin, all no. Then I remembered that she had a brother whose name started with J who had died when he was a teenager. I asked if this was him and the pendulum swung yes. I didn't tell my mom because I didn't want to upset her or confuse her feelings any further. Every month or so, I do a pendulum reading and ask if he's still around, and he is. I haven't told people the details of this, only that I am in fact haunted and not just mentally ill. And I will be the first to tell you that the two do overlap, at least in my experience. They don't always overlap, but when they do, it's a hell of a ride. Thank you for your time and making this podcast. It's easily one of my favorites. Sincerely, Jamie. Oh, cool, Jamie. 
Well, Listen, Jamie, thank you. I think Jamie's got some balls because there's no way in hell I would do any of that by myself. Oh, definitely not. No. no. Uh-uh. I, although, if we go to the Cecil, if we go to the Cecil and do the elevator game, we have to do it by ourselves. You're going to do the elevator game by yourself. I'll live stream it if I do it by myself because I don't want to be completely alone. And I feel do like live streaming counts? would cheat. I think it cheats the system. It cheats. Because whatever ghosts have died in the Cecil do not know about technology so they won't know that i'm live streaming i don't know perhaps well jamie it sounds like this ghost is just kind of like a neutral ghost right like it's not really haunting it's not really doing anything positive or negative yeah it's just hanging around i think it's um interesting that your mom kind of knew probably what was going on yeah and especially when she said or alluded to the fact that you have inherited some of the same genes that your sister had or some of the same gifts i guess Maybe her sister was able to communicate with this spirit of their brother that had passed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Also, I think it's interesting that you said that you don't want to tell your mom. But maybe if you get actual contact with this ghost, maybe you should mention it to her. I don't know. Maybe you should ask the ghost if you should tell your mom. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the ghost will know, especially if your mom has tried to contact the ghost in the past. It seems like it's on her mind, right? Because she's saying, hey, ask if it's related to me. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I feel like she already knows. Yeah. 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 I think she already knows, especially if she was saying, oh, wow, you've inherited some of the same gifts that your sister has. Okay. Now don't ask any more questions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, for yeah. that email. All right. This email comes from Allie. Mm, okay. Hey, guys. This is Allie from Colorado. Love your podcast. My sister introduced me to them, and I've never actually listen to a podcast before because they're usually boring but i love yours hey thank you Allie. and i agree my story (laughs) is a couple of uh, my story is from a couple of years ago it all started when a couple of friends and i wanted to use the ouija board it was at my brother's grad party and we usually go by strict rules to safely use the board no cell phones in the room no one leaves or enters the room while in session white candles for purity no cursing or emotions being shown that bad spirits can feed off of you also can't say people's names so spirits can't mimic other spirits we started this session with a friend of mine whose grandmother passed a couple months before this i led the session and asked the questions because i've been told i'm somewhat sensitive to the paranormal and spirits are attracted to me you start by asking if any good spirits family or friends are present I asked and got a yes, then proceeded to ask who here they know. They spelled out David, my friend's name. I then asked how they knew him, and it replied, with grandma. Still not giving the spirit any clues, I asked the question, can you tell us your name to make sure it was her? She gave her name, which I did not know, and then he knew it was her. He then asked me to ask if she was safe and okay, which you usually aren't supposed to ask the well-being or where they are now because those are not things us living people should know. But I asked anyways because he was concerned and emotional. The board replied with no. Then he wanted to know why I was so reluctant to ask why. She replied with not safe. I asked, you aren't safe? And she replied with David, my friend's name. I asked why he was unsafe and the board spelled out behind. Oh my no, god. No, 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 no. Now, freaked out and uneasy, I asked behind me, and the board replied with David again. I was deathly afraid to look behind him, but I looked up into the darkness, barely lit by the candles, and to my relief, nothing was behind him. Then I proceeded to ask, What's behind David? And the board spelled out D E V I L. Ah! 
Everyone immediately freaked out. I tried to calm down everyone and myself to show no emotion or fear to not feed into the negative spirits present because it shows weakness. My hands were now ice cold, which happens weirdly when I use the board and never any other time. I asked to close the session to close the door between the other realm and the board kept telling us no. So I forced the session closed by going around the board seven times for seven Holy Spirits and seven parts of the Bible, closed the session, and flipped the board over. Supposed to be a safe way to force sessions closed to get if spirits won't allow you to go. David was close to tears, so I know he wasn't moving the piece, and I do not toy with it. I went upstairs to get air and immediately threw up, which is also super weird because I never throw up. Nothing ever happened weird after that, but... I haven't used a board since for fear of bringing something in my life I don't want there. It was a terrifying and eye-opening experience. I warn board users to be cautious and follow the rules to stay safe. This ish is real and nothing to play around with. Thanks for the time, guys. I hope you like the story. It was a crazy experience. Keep the podcast going from Allie. So did David get the devil off of him? Like, what is the resolution to this? There is no resolution. She forced the session closed. Allie, tell us the resolution. Well, I would have done the same. Are you telling me you would have, after the board is like, oh, there's a devil behind you, you would have been like, what do I do? Here's the thing. If someone told me, hey, there's a devil behind you, I'm immediately going to like a witch doctor or a shaman (laughs) or like a psychic to try to get the devil away from me. I don't want the devil on me. It's like worst case scenario. It's not like it's not like the email we just read. Where no, it's, it's like, worse than on you. It's behind it's you. It's behind you, so you can't ever see it. Like, what's it doing there? Is it jerking off? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I can't scary. see it. There's literally like tears in my eyes because it's so <laughs> such a scary thought to me. I like feel something touching my neck now. I don't like it. I'm just picturing like a like out of the shadows, like a creepy hand like coming to my shoulder, but not actually touching me, but knowing that it could touch me if it wanted to. And also, I hate it. She, the way that she started this email was like, these are all the safe things that we always do, which most of them I had never even heard of. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then she immediately breaks it by asking like, oh, are you OK? And I'm like, girl, if you know not to do this, why are you doing this? Allie, as you're soon, playing with the devil. Yeah. As soon as she broke the rules. You know, this is our friend Amy once told me a story that they were playing with a Ouija board and it spelled out the girl's grand or no it spelled out her grandmother's name was oh there. that's right and then the board said to like stop and then they asked why and it just said not safe so maybe that's one of those things where she broke one of the rules and so then mm. the friendly spirit was trying to say hey shut the fuck up yeah like this isn't safe yeah like now you've let the devil in congratulations oh I don't <laughs> like that. it makes me nervous i don't like it either okay uh. Next email. Of course, every podcast is going to be boring to you if that's like your daily life. Also, yeah. <laughs> like most podcasts are boring to me. BRB, you're going to go talk to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a good point. Okay. This email is from Gina Hughes. Hey, Gina. Hello, Gina. Hey, ladies. My name is Gina. I love the podcast and you can sometimes see me in your Twitter mentions, Instagram comments, or the Discord. Gina, I actually met you at RTX this year. When I went, so I went to RTX with Sugar Pine 7 for their farewell tour. And um, there were like maybe three people who listened to our podcast that were, really? that, yeah, that were That's at good RTX. Numbers. Yeah. And this one, one person that was there was security. Um, I, th- I think she was working as security and she was 
like tried to stop me to be like, oh, like you can't go into this area because it was for creators. And then she was like, wait a minute. I listened to your podcast. And I was like, really? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Wait, and then did she let you go in there? Yeah, because I was supposed to be in there anyway. Oh, but yeah. I like to think that she let you in there because she's like, you are a creator. You have a podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster Teeth, uh, pick up our podcast. Yes, please. Pick and it up. And don't drop it. And later. don't drop it. Okay. I have two short stories and one not so short story. I hope you enjoy. Firstly, before I was born, my cousin's aunt and grandparents went to the beach with my mom. They were all having fun until no one could find my middle cousin. Everyone was freaking out about losing him until they realized he was in the water, caught in the waves. He was probably about three or four years old. He was under the water for quite some time before someone was able to save him, and they had to let him catch his breath and everything. My aunt asked him if he was scared. He said, no, the lady in white told me everything was going to be okay. And when they asked him where this lady was, he said, in the water. Ah! <laughs> my family says it was his guardian angel. But when I told my friends this story many years later, they said they thought it was La Llorona trying to get him to stop fighting and just drown. Ah! Oh, I don't like it. I have tingles everywhere. It's like demonic ASMR. Oh my God. That's so much scarier if it's La Llorona. I want to believe it was a guardian I angel. I don't know a lot about like about La Llorona, but I imagine her to be just like, like Cruella DeVille, right? Like holding a cigarette <laughs> and they're like, Stop fighting, kid. Just let it go. You'll be Just much happier. Just come down to the depths of the ocean. Yeah, like have a martini. Like I'm doing great. Yeah. What I <laughs> what I know about La Llorona is that she was a real person who had kids that drowned. I think this is the story. So then she went crazy and drowned herself. And now she lives in bodies of water and she tries to coerce children to come drown with her so that she can have more kids. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. She really turned that around, though, into a positive for herself. <laughs> Oh, well, she's become like, yeah, I mean, I'm, if we exclude the fact that she's taking the lives away of innocent <laughs> children, she's found a way for herself to, you know, become a mother in the afterlife. Although, if you, if she really gets all the souls of these kids, then you think that, like, at what point is enough enough? Like, at what point are you like, you know what, I've got like 75 souls down here. It's, I don't know. I, how am I going to afford groceries see, to feed all these mouths? Look, I have so many crystals and each one to me is so special just because. It's like a child. It's like a child. Yeah. And people are like, wow, all of these ones look the same. And I'm like, to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering how she can afford to like feed and house all these children. Is she on government assistance? Well, like how else could you possibly do it? She's got afterlife health insurance. God is just pissed. God's <laughs> like this deadbeat in the lake has been on heaven assistance for right. 200 years. Okay, next story. The second story is somewhat short. When I lived with my best friend during her senior year of college, we had a cute little apartment that had a two tiny kitchen. It was fine up until the last couple months. Drawers to my dresser were open, the freezer would open itself, things were knocked off of dressers and counters, and a couple of times I would change the thermostat, go to the bathroom, and come back to see it changed back. My friend says that she had always had an attachment, so I assume it was just messing with me since it hasn't really happened now that I live with my family again. My other story is, wait, that's it? That's it. That's it for that story. Wait, Gina, no, tell us more. Wait, what? <laughs> Your roommate had an attachment and all these things were happening and you just leave leave us hanging? That's it. No, no, no. The, the final, the, 
the resolution was, well, I guess that she had an attachment and it's there right now. Gina, tell me more. What? That's it. Why does your friend have an attachment? What is the backstory here? Did she go to a cemetery at night and become possessed and now she can't shake this attachment? Did she play with a Ouija board? Is it someone she knows? I don't think Gina's going to answer us Gina, right tell me. <laughs> Alyssa's shouting into the void. Gina, tell me. Okay. Gina's third story. <clears throat> My other story is about Stoll, Kansas, which is an unincorporated community somewhere between Lawrence, Kansas and Topeka, Kansas, about an hourish away from where I live. Okay, stop right there. Unincorporated, unincorporated community. Town. If we have learned anything from our Black Forest episode, Stoll, haunted. Kansas, you are haunted. Yes. You do not want to become part of society for tax purposes mm-hmm. or for haunting purposes. <laughs> okay. The Stoll Cemetery has been said to double as a gateway to hell. The legend is that Satan actually appears in Stoll twice a year, Halloween and on the spring equinox. The cemetery shares some land with the evangelical Emmanuel Church that is now in ruins and is supposedly possessed by the devil and is said to have the actual gates that the devil will use to get to earth. I don't like that. There's That's it? No, no, I'm still going. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Gina can't leave us hanging with this one. This one is too juicy. Okay. There is supposedly an actual reason that the devil picked rural Kansas. There used to be the hanging tree for witches there during the witch hunt and supposedly a grave marked Wittich, which is said to be the final resting place for the bones of Satan's child. The church has been had been missing a roof since the 1920s, but rain or snow never fell inside of it, keeping it completely dry. The town thought something was up, so they decided to demolish the church sometime in the 80s or 90s, but the ruins are still there. Pope John Paul II actually heard about Stoll and forced his pilot to fly around the town on his way to Colorado because even the air was too tainted by evil, in quotation marks. I 100% believe that part because there have been reports of occult rituals and human sacrifice done by Satanists who have tried going into the gates. So even if there's not an actual gateway, there's definitely bad vibes. Okay, so that's like our story from Ohio University where it's like, okay, whether or not this area in the cemetery was originally for seances it is now now. because people are going there and performing seances yeah like and they're also defacing graves we need to do a story on this this is really interesting let me yeah like i need to know more about that immediately in 1988 the rumors about satan appearing on halloween reached a peak and roughly 500 people showed up to wait for him that night there was so much damage to the town that police <laughs> just people rioting trying to go to hell. Like, let us in. You know that meme? Storm hell. That meme um, of uh, Eric Andre where he's like shaking the gate and he's like, let me in. Let me in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The meme where it's, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> There was so much damage to the town that police are now stationed there every year and will arrest <laughs> anyone who's on the property after hours. Although the after hours bit is a year round thing, not just Halloween. Who has the resources? I know. Who's like, oh, I've had a tough day at the plant. I'm going to go down and play with the devil. Yeah. yeah. But also what town, what town has the police resources to station people there year round at dusk? That's to me that this is now a conspiracy story. Yes. This is now confirmation that the gates of hell are there. Yeah. Because they're where. Yeah, exactly. Like there has to be something worth paying for yes. 24 hour security by I agree. police officers to Agreed. be there. Haunted, confirmed. 
which just made everyone think that it was a conspiracy that the sheriff's <gasps> office was trying to cover it up. Gina, we're on the See? same wavelength. Yes. Yes. Okay. In 1999, local reporters were hoping to put the legends to rust by filming the gates at midnight and showing that nothing happened. They were weirdly turned away, and since then, no investigation has been allowed. So we will not be seeing this on Ghost Adventures. Well, you might be seeing it on Nat and Alley Adventures, because I am intrigued. Some skeptics have stopped in town and investigated a little bit, but still found weird things happening, had bad vibes, or even been scared off by locals shooting warning shots in the air. <laughs> okay, this is like very rural town. Yeah. My friend and I drove on the outskirts of the town once, not near the cemetery and church. It's a very country road type of place, and I'm sure they hunt for deer and birds, so those shots could have been from hunters. Maybe. No. But maybe not. I think it was ghosts. I think it's ghosts. A ghost. <laughs> a ghost, ghost sending guns. you a warning shot. The worst kind of gun. Okay. I personally get so creeped out reading all the stories, so I urge anyone who's curious to look it up. I do remember a few things. People blacking out for what they thought was a couple minutes, but ended up being hours. People hearing laughter and growling from out of nowhere. No. Pe- people- no, 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 no. People finding lots of blood. No. <laughs> maybe I picked what? up my feet off the ground, you guys. Like, my feet are on the yeah, couch. Yeah, because like you don't that. want the demon from under the couch to grab your legs. And random fires in the corner of the <laughs> graveyard with no visible explanation. Okay, just piles of blood and fire. <laughs> I'm like, I hate this so much. What? This is clearly haunted. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, we just stumbled into oh, a pile whoops. of blood. Yeah, oopsie. I guess, I guess that's normal. Can't be the gateways to hell. Some people did claim to go down to hell. Others claim that they were close, but then decided to turn back. I that's hope- me. That's me. <laughs> just like can't follow through. Well, I just get there. I see that it's there. And I'm like, okay, like my whole thing was I wanted to see if it was yeah, real. I now it's know. It's clearly real. You're I don't right. need to keep this going any further. Honestly, you're right. Like if I went up to the supposed gates of hell and then all of a sudden this fire breaks out and oh, and then there's like a staircase that's spiraling yeah. down that materializes. <laughs> like- I'm not going to go down it. I'm going to be like, well, that's hell. <laughs> like- I don't need to be there to what, know it's there. What a vivid description. Like, I love your <laughs> description of what hell looks like. I think that's how you can tell a lot about somebody is by how they picture the gateway to hell. What do you think the gateway to hell is? I So you're imagining, like, a hole in the ground that opens up with a staircase? Yeah, it's been, it, like, materializes, and it's just spiraling down and down and down, and there's, like, screaming <laughs> God, people that's, and, like, flames. That's, that's so scary. I was thinking, like, I don't know why. I didn't think this through too much through, but I was thinking it's, like, a trial tropical rainforest ish <laughs> but like everything's dark it's like really like and you're lost it's like muggy yeah and you're <gasps> lost and then you like come okay you know that scene in Alice in Wonderland where she's in the forest yes and is lost I thought it was like that okay that's scary too like a disembodied voices and like you can't ever find the exit and there's like trees oh that, my like, god that's so that scary you, like think you found the way out but then you realize you've been going in a circle for a thousand years do you know what that reminds <laughs> me of that's first of all that's fucking terrifying <laughs> that reminds me did you read that story in the news recently of that there was a family that went to malaysia this like just happened last week a family went to malaysia and their daughter who has special needs suddenly disappeared and they were like, how is this possible? She's never out of our sight, like trying to figure out where she is. Like they sent out search parties looking for her. The hotel they were staying at was looking for her. They finally found her six days later. She was nude, dead on the ground of the rainforest in Malaysia. What? And the Malaysian authorities are trying to say like, 
oh, she she must have died two days before we found her, which is honestly heartbreaking. Yeah. And they say that she died from stress because she was special needs, mm-hmm. that she like had an ulcer and yeah. she like developed an ulcer from stress and then it was internal bleeding or something. Yeah. And but the parents are like, OK, but why was she naked? Yeah. Like what, like what, you know, and I guess there, there are some rumors of like a conspiracy where there's some like gang in the area that like takes people like young girls out into the forest and like rapes them and stuff and then like leaves them there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's some conspiracy right now. Interesting. But that reminds me of your version of hell yeah, where you're just like, like stuck in a rainforest in and you can't find your way out. And also people are like, how did, did people not find her? during all the search parties that were going through the rainforest because she was found like close to a trail. Because hmm. she probably wasn't in the same spot while they were looking. Yeah, probably. probably. W- wherever she was lost, she was probably moving around for a long time. Unless she was placed there after yeah. she died. Yeah. I don't know. Find her. Anyway, back to Gina's email. Um, Let me see. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you ever want to do a Gates of Hell episode, Kansas isn't the only place that has a portal. Continue being awesome, ladies. Gina. Oh, Gina, like, knows a lot about this. Gina, Gina I'm probably going to talk about this in a future episode. Yeah. Unless Natalia does it first. Let's, like, circle back for a moment and talk about how the Pope avoided this small, unincorporated town that in That, to me, is, to... like, you know the Pope has special insider information from God because yeah. he lives in God's house at the Vatican. <laughs> like, he has, like, the book of on the devil, remember? You were right. the one that told yeah. me that. He, he has ha- the, the only, the book that has the only spell on how to summon the devil. Right. So he has insider knowledge. So if the Pope is, like, fly me around this tiny, unincorporated town in Kansas that I've never heard yeah. of. Like, that to me is confirmation. Well, also, it makes you wonder, like, Pope, why are you so, like, why, do you have unfinished devil, like, business with the devil? (laughs) Is that why you're like, he's like, oops, I one time summoned the devil and got answers about the future, but then I didn't (laughs) don't want to see him again. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, my thing is, too, like, Pope John Paul II was... I think he's dead Wait, now. Is but he like, the, is he the one that said gay is cool? Like, he's, no, no, no. He's that's the, the new like. pope. The no. new pope is super chill. I know yeah. people don't like. Some people don't like the new pope. Whatever. But like, well, I, I like the new pope. I don't really know anything about it other than what the media report like reports on it because I'm not Catholic, so I don't like keep up with what's going on. But I guess the new pope has really good. Like he's public. super progressive. Yeah, yeah, he's super progressive. For he seems being cool. for being a Catholic, he's super progressive. Yeah, but some people don't like him because they don't think he's progressive enough. And I'm like, come on, he's Catholic. Like, Wait, what do you mean some people don't like him because they think he's not progressive Some people enough. think he needs to go like a step further. I, but I, here's the thing is I feel like people are never satisfied. Mm. The fact that we have a pope that has is openly saying gay is okay, women are chill, like don't well, molest yeah, like, kids. Like, like <laughs> how much more progressive do you want him to be? Do you want him to like just completely disassemble the entire religion and yeah, be like, you know what? We're all the same. Yeah, like, right. Like <laughs> then, then that he doesn't have a job. Like, yeah, like if he gets too progressive, there's no longer going to be a pope. Right, exactly. <laughs> I like him because he's a Jesuit and Jesuits I think are super fucking cool. Yeah, they do build the majority of universities in our, yeah, in our country. Exactly. <laughs> like they to be a Jesuit, I don't know if this is true or not i could be lying but this is what i've heard in order <laughs> this is what i've heard from other jesuits yeah right <laughs> that to in order to become a jesuit you've got to go out into the middle of the fucking wilderness and just meditate until you come up with some profound thought <laughs> and then you come back and you write about this profound thought and submit it to a group of jesuit people <laughs> like the jesuit panel and they yeah. tell you if you get to become a jesuit or not do you have any jesuit ideas um 
to start a podcast to start a podcast uh i also i think any of your get rich quick schemes would be good jesuit yeah can we just circle back to episode one we go to the la river that was episode big four i'm pretty sure because that was when we talked about uh the treasure the lost dutchman's treasure right oh right and then you said the lost dutchman's treasure historically the best episode we've ever had (laughs) pinnacle of let's get haunted the lost dutchman's treasure episode has become a meme between Alyssa and i because it was so stupid but i like refused to admit that it was stupid so i just it was it was great i learned a lot about donkeys (laughs) the silver trade the silver mine trade Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah if you guys ever want to interact with our inside jokes literally just tweeted us and be like Oh, Lost Dutchman's treasure! Right? Yeah, if you read, if you say anything about the Lost Dutchman's treasure, I will one hundred percent retweet it. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Next uh, email comes from uh, comes from Katie. Hi, Nat and Allie. My name is Katie, and I want to reach out after binging all of the episodes of the podcast. Thank it's you, Katie. so great. Good. I couldn't get enough of it. I normally don't ever send anything in, but I just felt like I needed to share my ghost experience. True. I've had a lot of encounters with spirits, but none of them have given me bad vibes. I believe all the spirits that have crossed my path were not harmful. Oh, that's awesome. More recently, my best friend, Elizabeth, and I were obsessed with all things horror and paranormal. We loved watching those trashy movies of hauntings and demons and telling terrifying stories, even though it scared the hell out of us. She always wanted to get a Ouija board, but I never let her because I didn't want us to be those dumb white girls in the horror movies we watched. (laughs) That's, I agree. Yeah. I moved into an apartment my senior year of college, and she stayed over all the time. We were convinced the place was haunted, and we named our ghost Diana after the movie we watched. Every time something was off in the apartment, we would be like, Diana, come on, stop it, and laugh about it. That's fun. One night, we were hanging out with another friend who didn't believe we had a ghost. We called out to Diana and asked her to show herself, and the door to my patio opened by itself what not not (laughs) closed but opened that is way scarier than a door slamming shut because a door slamming shut you're like oh it's just the wind if a door fucking opens (laughs) that that is so scary we honestly weren't expecting that to happen right in front of our faces yeah maybe it was the wind or something practical but we believed it was the ghost it was a crazy experience but things like that happened all the time Last year, Elizabeth passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm still trying to adjust to life without her, and it's incredibly hard. Soon after she passed, I felt like she was around. I never saw anything, but I could feel her. One night, I was in my room talking and crying to her, and all of a sudden, my dog shot up and started to bark and growl. I was completely alone in my room, and I looked around to see if there was a spider or something she was barking at. There was nothing. So I took out my phone and opened Snapchat. I put a filter on and slowly moved my phone around the room. As soon as I got to the spot that my dog was staring at, the filter popped up, indicating it recognized a face. Oh! It went away as soon as it appeared, but I believe it was my friend. There have been other instances where something just seems too crazy to be a coincidence, and I believe that she was there with me. About a week or two ago, I had a dream about her. This was not unusual for me, but this dream was different. In this dream, she FaceTimed me. She told me she was okay and not to worry about her. The dream was so real. I could clearly hear her voice and even her laugh that I missed so much. Ever since then, I haven't really felt anything else from her. 
I really believe that she was communicating with me through my dream and that she was finally moving on and at peace. I had to believe that this is true because when I woke up from the dream, I felt a lot lighter and more peaceful than I had when she had passed. It's still really hard to get through the days without her, but I'm glad to think that she's finally happy. I just wanted to share this with y'all because it seemed like something you would be interesting in. Definitely. Yeah. Also, I absolutely love the podcast. I've listened to all of the episodes in three days at work, and I've told my <laughs> friends about it. I can't wait for the next episode. I just wanted to point something out you said in episode three about the abduction of Travis Walton. Ooh. When you were talking about P- about the PCP, you mentioned the homeless guy in Florida that attacked someone and bit their face. But I thought y'all might be interested to know that he wasn't actually on bath salts. It was misrepresented in the media. Once they got the results from the autopsy, they just never corrected themselves. So now everybody thinks that bath salts cause cannibalistic behaviors, which they actually don't. Bath salts, salts cause increased energy, euphoria, talkativeness, and the urge to do th- things not eating people but still don't do them they kill your brain cells <laughs> the man who attacked the guy only had marijuana in his system what which also doesn't cause those behaviors so they likely caused the attack due to untreated mental illness but none of the news outlets mentioned that i did my thesis on misrepresentation of drugs in the media and society and this article was one of the main ones i used i attached it in case y'all want to look at it Y'all have also mentioned in a couple episodes about only using certain percentage of our brain. And I don't really know if you're kidding or not, but I have my degree in psychology and that myth drives me crazy. We use 100% of our brain every day. There is a very interesting book that debunks a lot of popular psychology myths that I will attach to it as well if you're interested. I know this email is long AF, but I had a lot to say apparently. If you read this, thank you for taking the time and letting me share my experience. All the best, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Awesome, Katie. Thank you. There's so much to unpack here. First of all, I think it's really, really cool that your best friend had some sort of presence in your life yeah, after definitely. her passing. Yeah, that's... And all, yeah, and also I'm really sorry that you had to experience loss of a friend. I feel like it's... Loss of anyone in your life or even adjacent to your life mm-hmm. can be really like can really affect you but especially when it's somebody young yeah you know like a friend that is like super jarring right because you don't think of you don't think of someone your age passing away and then when it happens mm-hmm. at least i know for me it like makes you suddenly realize your own mortality yeah. and it can send you into like this you know temporary spiral where you're like oh my god everything's going to kill me like mm-hmm. i don't know that's how i felt when our friend jordan died mm-hmm. and so I think it's really cool and comforting that your friend came to visit you to tell you, hey, like, it's okay. Like, I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine. I think that that's awesome. I think, too, adjacent, I guess, to the story, which is interesting to me, is how the her ghost chooses to communicate with her. And a lot of her... Um, choices i guess to see if there was a ghost like using the snapchat filter yeah. and then she had the dream about facetiming it just kind of shows how technology is just imprinted in our brains at this point you know right and also maybe with technology we can now outsmart the ghosts and prove that they're there well i yeah i do think that ghosts they communicate with us on an electrical level right that's mm-hmm. like what the emf readers and all of those types of things are so i think that if now we're using technology we might have more 
instances of people being able to communicate with the other side yeah. through things like Snapchat filters. That also makes me so scared because sometimes when you're like trying to find the filter and it just makes a face in a random area. Yeah. Like, does that mean that there's somebody there now? I don't know because whenever I do, sometimes I'll do like the selfie yeah. uh, filter, like the dog, and it constantly thinks my collarbones are eyes. Oh. And so imagining that there's just a ghost on my tits <laughs> is really upsetting to me. I really hope that's not true. And also, Katie, thank you for telling us about the, um, the bath, salts. bath salts. Yeah, I so, think that's really interesting that her thesis is in... Uh, misrepresentation the, of drugs and media. Right, but like, also, does that mean she's like cooking up a bunch of meth in her <laughs> room at night? Katie, I support you. Yeah, Katie. So. These are very interesting articles that we are 100% going to look into. And also, um, thank you for telling us that we use 100% of our brains every day. I think we were... I don't like that. We were slightly joking about, you know, we only use 2% of our brains or whatever because we were memeing about that um, movie, but I didn't know that we use 100% every well, day. See, and that makes me sad because I'm like, this is all I'm capable of. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's right. I think that there's got to be at least 50% in there that's not activated. Not just because of I haven't taken the right drug concoction or something. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, I just need to take some shrooms in the forest and then my uh, 100% will be activated. Don't tell me that it's already activated, Katie. <laughs> that means that this is all I'm no, this Katie. Is all I'm ever going to do with my brain. No, Katie. Katie, you've ruined me. <laughs> um, but also speaking of talking to people after they've died have did you ever hear the story of harry houdini when he died what happened with him no okay so when harry houdini died again a lot of the stories i tell are stories that have been told to me so right. this could be wrong it's like copy pasta yeah. yeah okay but when harry houdini died or before he died never mind before harry houdini died he told his wife hey when i die go sit by my grave every single day from whatever for an hour or something and i if i can communicate with you in the fr from the afterlife i will communicate with you like i will do everything in my power to communicate mm -hmm. with you so when he did die his wife went by his grave and sat there every day for a certain amount of time and he never communicated with her well, that's heartbreaking i know and so why would you tell me this so then uh i because i've been sitting with this for years you want to know somebody you want to know who told me this when i was in fucking fifth grade no the teacher told us this story I don't know why. I don't know what the purpose of it was, but I have been thinking about this every day since fifth grade where I'm like, shoot, maybe there's not an afterlife or maybe we can't communicate with people from after we're dead because why would Harry Houdini not communicate with his wife? Well, maybe his spirit didn't get trapped here. Oh, My understanding true. is like the more of these stories we do with ghosts and stuff is that the only ghosts that stay behind are people who died, who were really confused in regular life. Right. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just get their energy or whatever. They, they just are still like part of them is lingering here because they're so confused. Right. So maybe he had no confusion and he was fine. So he was able to pass over to the other side yeah. and therefore not able to communicate with his wife. Yeah. Still sad, though. She's like sitting by his grave every day waiting for him to communicate or maybe he knows like when if he communicates with her it could open up a portal for something else to come through like that's true we found with the ouija board you know a lot of people talk to their grandparents or something and the grandparents are like stop this isn't safe right yeah you're yeah. right yeah maybe he knew that if he made contact with her then you Ghosts. know some demon could feed off his energy and come her latch onto her or, yeah 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 maybe you're right that makes me feel better maybe that's why he didn't communicate with her okay <laughs> Next email, Taylor Pitts. Hey guys, I love the listener submission episodes and I love the way you combine your personal stories with the haunted stories. Oh. Thanks, Taylor. I've always been a skeptical person and I've never had anything happen to me personally, but I've been shown things by my mom that I truly have no explanation for. 
After my grandmother passed away, my mom was very depressed and looking for answers about what happens after you die. That's very relatable, Taylor. This led her on a path of spiritual research, and she went through phases of being obsessed with various topics such as physics, meditation, oh, excuse me, such as psychics, meditation, spirituality, etc. But none of these gave her the answers she wanted. It wasn't until my uncle heard about EVP and suggested it to her that they try it that she finally found what she wanted. My mom is now 100% certain of an afterlife and has evidence that truly leaves me with little room to doubt this as well. While I was not present for the recordings of any of these tapes, I have heard all of them. Here are just a few examples. When recording at the site of a burnt down house where a man had died in a fire, it took seconds and down the street can be heard in between my mom asking questions. This recording gives me a deep feeling of sadness when I listen to it as the voice sounds so melancholy. Mm -hmm. The house was a block away from a fire station, but the man had already died before firefighters arrived. <gasps> that right there is like foul play to me. Why? Because why? How? If No, I'm asking why did they not? Oh, I don't come? know. Yeah. If, if he's only a block away from a fire station, the firefighter should have been there immediately. Right? Right. Fishy. Was he murdered and then set on fire? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when recording in my aunt's basement, her house is crazy haunted apparently, but I've never witnessed anything there. My mom set the tape recorder on a table. After recording for a bit, the tape recorder fell off the table with no visible reason as to how. They did not receive any answers to their questions, but right before you hear the recorder fall, no tape can be heard loudly spoken and clear as day. Generally, the voices sound somewhat disembodied and weak, but this voice sounds as if a person shouted into the recorder. My mom said she felt a feeling of dread during that entire recording session. While recording at the cemetery where my grandmother is buried, the words diddly-pop can be heard when my uncle is asking questions. He generally was not present during times where they actually got voices on tape and had become discouraged with the whole thing. My grandma had nicknames for all of the grandchildren, and diddly-pop was my cousin's, his daughter. So needless to say, this was very emotional for him. Hmm. My mom has countless pictures and audio recordings that she has shown me from the almost 10 years she spent doing this. And these are just a few. Thanks for the hard work you guys put into the podcast, Taylor. Oh. Thanks, Thanks Taylor. Taylor. That's really interesting because diddly pop is something so specific. So it, it's not just like, oh, this random noise sounds like the word, I don't know, danger. Steven. Yeah, or danger yeah. or no, you yeah. know, something simple. It sounds like, yes, it sounds like, no, this is something very specific to only your family. grandmother and yeah. your family. And so I feel like that is super interesting to me. I like this whole no tape thing. Ghosts are constantly turning off cameras, messing with technology. I have to wonder, does the electric, like the electrical, like output or something of these technological devices mess with their energy and make them angry? Like what's the deal? Okay. So this is my theory on that. Do you remember on my 25th birthday when you were taking Snapchats of me throwing up and yeah. I got really mad and uh -huh. I was like, I don't want Natalia in the bathroom. Only Audrey's <laughs> allowed in the bathroom. We like closed the door and everyone was so confused. And Amy was like, why does she not want me in the bathroom? This is my house. <laughs> and, and okay, it's because in my drunk brain, my drunk, confused brain, mm -hmm. I thought that you were recording me and like posting it somewhere. I didn't realize that you were just taking Snapchats of me and only sending them to me for yeah. me to look at later. So I think that ghosts are like, in that perpetual state of confusion and like disorientation similar right. to drunk Alyssa where they're like 
paranoid and they're like why are you recording me like why are you capturing me in this vulnerable state like i don't want this this makes sense that's what i think i think that makes a lot of sense yeah well we certainly learned a lot about our listeners today yeah definitely you guys are haunted as fuck yeah you guys have way more experiences with the paranormal than we do like i feel like we're more fanboys than you guys are yeah we're like let's start this haunted podcast even though neither one of us can speak to ghosts see the future (laughs) do anything like that but maybe maybe that's because we just haven't visited enough haunted places yet and maybe we need to go to the portal to hell and see if we can expand our raycon i know that if i get within like distance of this portal to hell i will immediately get just snatched in yeah (laughs) the devil's like ah there's my daughter yeah (laughs) it's immediately gonna you're gonna be like yeah we went to this place in kansas and we were drinking like slushies walking around this graveyard and then i turn around and natalia's gone like i have no idea where she went and it's because i'm just in hell yeah right (laughs) and then i just don't ever try to get you out yeah, well, of course not. You would be like, this confirms that yeah. hell is real and yes. I'm not going to fuck with it. Yeah, this. you're right. This confirms that the devil is not just a metaphor in the Bible. He is a real living, um, breathing demon. He's like a And crab. he snatched my friend. He's like one of those crabs that's in the sand that leaves like a little hole out. I, for some reason, I just pictured crab people from <laughs> South Park. Like the devil is just a crab person from totally. outer space. Um, okay, so <laughs> continue to send in your... <laughs> we need to get better at outros. We are the worst at outros. If you guys have suggestions, let us know. We're, we're, we have to go to hell. BRB. BRB. Bye. next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Haunted. Let's Get Haunted is 100% listener and viewer funded. To donate to our next vlog where we storm Area 51, Venmo at NatStrawn or at DogMomUSA or donate to Nat's PayPal at paypal.me forward slash NatStrawn or send a coffee to Alyssa at ko-fi.com forward slash DogMomUSA. Thank you to those who have donated so far. We are halfway to our goal. Shout out to Stephanie F., Zach G., Kathleen G., Josh B., Phil G., Elise B., Alex W., Hanny, Sean S., Jacob O., Red Rum, a.k.a. Red, and Kai K. Without you guys, none of this is possible. You can follow us on the following social medias. Twitter at Let's Get Haunted, Instagram at Let's Get Haunted, Spotify, bit.ly forward slash get haunted, Reddit on r slash let's get haunted, soundcloud.com slash let's get haunted. Write in with your listener stories to let's get haunted pod, that's pod pod at gmail.com. Follow us on iTunes at bit.ly slash get haunted iTunes, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash c slash let's get haunted, fan discord at discord.gg forward slash jz689mu. Facebook at facebook.com slash let's get haunted and Google Play at bit.ly forward slash LGH Google. We also recently started a listener book club on the fan discord. To join the fan discord, go to the link mentioned previously, or if that was too many letters and numbers to remember, you can always go to our pinned tweet on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Here's hoping your week is haunted in the good way.